Welcome to Storehouse Dallas. This morning is the fifth installment, uh, which I'm calling step number five, um, repentance. Um, If you weren't here, you can go online and you can get steps one through four. I encourage you to do that. Um, The Lord uh, spoke to me in December. I heard the audible voice of the Lord. Um, This has happened to me uh, two other times. Uh, since I've been walking with the Lord. I actually got saved by hearing the audible voice of the Lord. And um, so it's not very frequent, so three times in 20 years. But I know when he said something like that out loud, he's really um, shifting things, and he's he's actually trying to say something and get our attention, not just for me, but it is a message for the body of Christ. And so he said to me, the door is open. And so I, I just want to talk to you this morning, and, and that's what I've been doing since the beginning of the year, is I've been taking you guys through the steps to walk through this open door, not only to walk through the open door, but to get what's behind that open door, what's through that open door, and then bring it back through that open door into the earthly realm. Um, so uh, step one was about accessing heaven, the oil of intimacy. Step two was about hearing and seeing um, when you go through the door. Step three was about the bread of heaven and what to do with the words that you hear. Step four was about being perfected by the word. And today, I'm going to talk to you about step five, which is um, about repentance. Uh, How many of you repented, have repented, like you've done it, right? Right? Every day. (laughs) Right? Uh, You know, it's very interesting to me because Jesus commands us to do certain things in the Bible. And we look at those things and we go, okay. He said, you know, repent for the kingdom of heaven is, is, is at hand. He and John the Baptist both said, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, right? So everybody goes, okay, I repent. However, the thing about that word is that word is a verb. It's an action verb. Guys, it's a verb. Verb. It means you have to go do something. It's not just say, I repent. It's very similar to when the disciples said to Jesus, teach us to pray. And he said, oh, okay. Pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Blah, blah, blah. You know it. The the Father's prayer, right? You know it. And so people go around saying that. And he's like, no, 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 no. Okay, that's good. You can say it, but it, it, I, I'm just showing you, I'm giving you an example of how to pray. It's the same thing with binding and loosing. He said, you're going to bind what is in heaven. You're going to loose. You're going to bind and you're going to loose. Well, is there any place in the Bible where Jesus is going around binding and loosing? Or the, uh, or, or the disciples, the apostles go around binding and loosing? No, what he's saying is, look, these are verbs. I'm I'm telling you, I'm giving you an example of the authority that you're going to walk in. But with repentance, that word actually means to change your mind. So when you say, I repent, but there is no fruit of that, it might not have worked through you saying, I repent. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and kill some sacred cows today, okay? All right, so 
The word repent means to change your mind or change your thinking. And it comes from two root words. With understanding. With understanding. I'm going to change my mind so that I can live with understanding. John the Baptist told the Pharisees, he was kind of dressing them down, which is kind of, I kind of loved it a lot. You know, those Pharisees came over and they're all like, you know, they're dressed to the nines and all of their stuff. And they're like, you know, what gives you the authority to be doing this? You know, how much, how, 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 how uh, many uh, doctrines do you have or how much, how, how, you know, and so they're always criticizing and, and picking a fight with Jesus. And so John the Baptist said to them, um, you guys need to bear fruit worthy of repentance. So he's saying to them, there's no fruit in your life. You may say, I repent, but there's actually no fruit of repentance in your life. So we know that just by that statement alone, that there is evidence of your repentance. Your life will reveal the level of repentance that you have walked, that you are walking in. So Jesus said to the Pharisees, there's a difference between the system of the earth and the system of heaven. In uh, John chapter 3, verse 12, he said, if I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe when I start telling you heavenly things? <clears throat> so what he's saying is that if I'm going to talk to you about heavenly things, you actually have to have a landing strip in your mind for this plane to land on. If there is not, if you have not changed your mind, how are you going to receive the things that I tell you about heaven? You won't even believe me when I tell you about earthly things. How much greater of a challenge is it going to be for you when I start telling you about things that don't exist in the earth and you're going to have to believe me for the things that you don't see? And maybe believe me for the things that you've never seen. Jesus was saying there's a new way of living and functioning in the kingdom that is different from that of the earth. This is a new way only available through a renewed mind. Through a renewed mind. You cannot believe unless you have repented. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I agree. Exactly. Your mind and what you believe, like I said, is a landing strip for the power of God so that every part of your life will look like heaven. Do you want every part of your life to look like heaven? Man, I do. The kingdom of heaven is not eating or drinking, but peace, joy, and righteousness. The kingdom of heaven is not operating in the natural systems of the earth, but it is tapping into heavenly realms so that the things like, oh, I don't know, Sin, unrighteousness, ungodly thinking will go. So if you have an area of your life this morning that doesn't have peace and joy in it, oh, I don't know, like money or relationships or health, 
there may need to be some repentance there. Because the way that you're operating in those areas, because there's no peace and joy and righteousness, and that's really the litmus test. The Lord is saying, you can measure this. You can, you can look at it because there should be fruit. If there's no fruit, then there's something going on there, which is a root. Therefore, if I haven't been able to get into that area, it may be because your mind is not renewed in that area and you're not letting me have access to it. So therefore, if you'll repent... And not just saying the word, but you'll actually say, God, I'm going to partner with you. And I'm going to let you have this part of my life so I can begin to change my mind about the things that I've been believing. Because I will guarantee you, if you look at your life in the area that is out of control, doesn't have peace and joy in it, there will be a pattern of behavior that goes over and over and over and over. And it produces the same outcome. And a lot of us who have been doing this for a really long time, if there's not true repentance, then what happens is that we become weary in the waiting. We're waiting. What are we waiting for? A breakthrough. But we don't, we're not, we don't have a renewed mind. We haven't changed our mind yet. Therefore, the Lord can't change our direction. You may think to yourself, oh, I'm okay in these areas. <laughs> okay, okay. Wait, just wait until pressure hits that area. And then you're just like, you know, when you got plenty of money in your bank account, you're like, I don't have a problem with money. I don't know why they're talking about, man, I'm good. And then the minute that trouble hits, you're like, nobody <laughs> You're crying and weeping and manifesting. You're angry at everyone. And uh, yeah, so you may need to repent. Remember, the only one sleeping through the storm was Jesus while his disciples were freaking out. They're like, we're going to die. Jesus like, why did you wake me? I had some good REM going. I had a dream. I was going to, you know, prophesy after this. But let me stop the storm and calm the waves, Okay. So if you can sleep through your storm, you know that your mind is renewed. All right, so I want to give you a testimony about this. So John and I, years ago, John had started a new business, and some of you have heard this testimony, but I'm going to tell it again because it's always good. Uh, so John had started a new business, and you know, when you start a new business, sometimes it takes it a little while to get going. Well, you know, so the first year goes by, second year goes by, we start selling all our stuff, and I'm like, okay, when's that business going to take up? So during this time of, of, of John starting his business, uh, we had a lot of other things going on, like uh, we had... We have seven kids, and you know, like three of our daughters decided to get married during that time, and we're just like... Okay, so whatever it was that we made, it was just like everything was just going out, you know? And so we weren't, we, we were living in a rent house. We'd sold our house, sold a car, sold, 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 so we could get this business going. And um, so we'd been in the rent house for about, <clears throat> oh gosh, like eight, almost nine years. And uh, really just... Uh, pinching pennies and trying to save some money so that we could have a home, so we could get a house, you know, again. And um, 
so we had managed to squirrel away about $7,000, which really isn't that much. But again, did I mention we have seven children? <laughs> One of them who's, you know, like hobby is eating. You know, he's like, where is that boy? He's not here today. He's, yeah, okay. Anyway, is he? He always tells me, Mom, why do you always use me as an example? He's 18. Anyway, uh, so we squirreled away all of this money, and we had $7,000, and so we really needed, and I'm just, you know, me, John, as John says, <laughs> did you have to tell him every detail? But, you know, it helps. So we needed uh, about $20,000 to put a deposit on a house that we wanted, because I had my list. You know, ladies, you've got your list, right? How many square feet, how many bedrooms, you know, got to have that swimming pool, whatever. We live in Dallas, you know. So um, believe God for everything. I mean, just believe him for the best. So uh, we needed the $20,000. We had $7,000. And um, so we had a couple uh, that we knew that had a particular need during that time. And um, it was about, um, I think it was a car or something. I don't remember what it was. But um, the Lord said, I want you to give away your house money. Now, I had, not only was it painful to save that money, but I had a lot of emotional attachment to that money, you know, because that's my home money. Ladies, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you're like, this is my dream. This is the thing that I desire. I want a garden. I want to plant whatever, you know, um, or yeah, never mind. Um, so I, so I was emotionally attached to that money, but the Lord kept putting his finger on it saying, I want you to give the money away. And so John and I prayed about it and we said, okay, we feel like this is the Lord. And so we gave the money away, um, and not really thinking a whole lot of anything. And this was in October. So fast forward to November. Whoop. So all of a sudden in November, I get this thing where the Holy Spirit starts moving and I'm like, Okay, something's happening. Something's happening. So I go out, and I buy a bunch of moving boxes. Okay? Now, I don't have any money. Okay? I mean, I just gave away everything I had. And, and, and you know, I mean, if you think about it, nine years to save $7,000, you do the math. I'm going to be in that rent house for a while. <laughs> now I got nothing. So I'm like, I don't know, something's happening. So I go buy all these moving boxes, and John's like, babe, you know, the business is doing better, but it's still going to be, a, it's going to be a long time before we're able to move out, before we can save our money again. So why are you packing everything up? And I'm just packing stuff up. I'm taping those boxes up. I'm marking them. I'm pushing them all in the corner. And I'm like, we're moving. We're moving. I can feel it. I know we're moving. It's not easy living with me, by the way, you know, so he's like on paper plates now, you know, he's like... Why? So, the next month comes along, and it's, the Lord told us that we were going to have a Christmas surprise. So, here it is, December 23rd, and, and I'm just kind of groaning and moaning about the fact that we don't have a house, and we've got all these kids that are coming in, and we got this little bitty home, and not enough places for people to sleep, and... Uh, real holy, right? <laughs> really, believe, not believe, believe, not believe. So uh, 
John comes home that day on the 23rd. He's like, you are never going to believe this. Like one of my clients found that he had, had not been paying me what he owed me. And I just got this check for $20,000. <laughs> that was like, he said, we can get a house. We literally got a house the next day and they accepted our offer on Christmas. Amen. All right, I tell you that because of this. Because in order to live like this, you have to have a renewed mind. You're not going to give away all your money unless that mind is renewed. You're going to think, there is no way. And all the husbands right now are saying, do not do that ever to me. Okay? But here's the thing. In the earth, 7,000 plus 13,000 equals 20,000. Right? That's right. That math is right. 7,000 plus 13,000 equals 20,000. But in the kingdom, 7,000 minus 7,000 equals 20,000. Now, how hard did I have to work for that money? I didn't. I just had to believe. And so in that believing, it loosed the hand of God to do the work for me. Our house, my house that I live in today, is the fruit of repentance. It's the fruit of a mind that has been changed to live in the kingdom of heaven and not in the earth cursed system. So the ministry of Jesus, Jesus did not come saying, repent for the church is coming. Repent, because you're going to go on Sundays, and you're going to sit in those chairs, and you're going to listen to this woman talk to you. Every now and then, you're going to make a casserole. You're also going to serve people, and you're going to be nice to people. You're going to try to manage your behavior. You're going to do it better than all those unbelievers. Yeah, you're going to try harder because of Jesus. (laughs) Well, that's not what he did. He said... Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And after he began his ministry, he began to teach about the kingdom. And then he began to display the kingdom. And he said this, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, a pearl of a great price, like a man who sowed a good seed into his field. Man. He showed us through signs and wonders and miracles, that what he was saying was true. And he said, there's evidence. There's evidence of the fruit of my repentance. There's evidence. Can you see that what I've done is I'm living a life that is a supernatural life, not a natural life? Guys, unbelievers can do that. We're not supposed to be a church that, that like, oh, okay, don't send, don't send, don't send, don't send, don't send. I'm not going to send because I love Jesus. I'm not going to, but I'm going to keep doing everything in my life in the same system that the earth does it. No, this is good news. Let me tell you how good this news is. Every part of your existence is supernatural. Your relationships, your money your health, everything is supernatural. Everything is touched by his love so that people
people look at you and they are jealous for the way that you live. It's like, how can you sleep through the storm? You're like, I'm not worried. God's going to come through. I sowed a seed. You're like, what are you talking about? No, no, no. I sowed a seed. I, have, I live in a kingdom. I live out of the kingdom of heaven. There's no poverty in the kingdom of heaven. There's no lack. I'm not sick. What? Cancer? I don't know what that is. That doesn't exist in heaven. Now, I'm being serious. Here's what repentance is not. It is not saying I'm sorry. If you're saying I repent thinking you're saying you're sorry because you, you were, you know, bad or you had bad behavior or whatever, that's not what that is. In fact, in 2 Corinthians 7, 9, Paul said, now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led you to repentance. So what happens is that you begin to operate in the earth curse system and you realize this is not working. This isn't working. And I'm so tired of being tired and I'm so tired of being disappointed. And I'm so tired of believing stuff. It's just not working. And so therefore, are you ready? You let go. And you go, okay, God, I'm going to do it your way. And you truly, genuinely, in your heart, you're so sorrowful. First of all, you're sorrowful because you've got years of just, you know, that have been torched by bad decisions. But also, you're sorry because you know that without this, you cannot truly bring glory to God. So what is the solution? You can turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. We're going to read chapter 2, verse 12 through 16. 1 Corinthians 2, 12 through 16. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he, uh, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who spiritually judges all things all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. And then he asks the question, Paul goes on to say, why are you acting like mere men? And he's saying, why have you now gone back to, be, to eating from the old man and the old way of doing things instead of continuing to have the spirit of Christ, the mind of Christ, and the spirit of Christ in your mind? Why are you acting like mere men? You have Christ that lives on the inside of you, therefore... You have the power of God that raised Christ from the dead on the inside. Amen? So repentance is a renewed mind. And I encourage you to go back. And I talked about this. I talked about the renewed mind um, in 
the third uh, step of my series um, from a renewed mind, just from the old man to the new man. So I encourage you to go back and listen to it. It's actually called um, The Bread of Heaven. Uh, Romans 12, 2 said this, And do not be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. Um, we have to renew the spirit of our minds. And again, my goal is to get you in a place where your mind actually becomes ripe soil for the planting of the Lord so that you can discern with understanding, so that you can rightly see with understanding. You can rightly hear with understanding. And I'm going to ask Ariel to come up for a minute. Because remember when Jesus, when he was... um, preaching and teaching he didn't preach unless he showed come on you want to come up up all the way so they can see you hello this is Ariel okay so um Ariel was worshiping this past she worshiped this past Sunday a week ago right for those of you that were here I heard it was glorious I didn't get to come but so on Friday I was in here and I was praying and um she walked in, and I had heard already kind of through the grapevine that her back had gone out. Like, it was really severe. She was in severe pain. And so she came in here, and I saw her, and I thought, oh, you know, I should probably call my chiropractor, you know. So I texted my chiropractor. I have his cell phone number. And I was like, hey, so blah, blah, blah. And he goes, yeah, I, and I couldn't get in. I couldn't get her in. I couldn't get her in. And I thought, this is crazy that I can't get anybody to even answer the phone over there. And then I heard the Holy Spirit go, so you should probably heal her. (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) Right, yeah, that doesn't cost any money. And so I was like, Ariel, come on, let's pray. And so why don't you tell them what happened? So I was laying right there, and I could not get up. Like, my roommate Jamie had to help me off the couch that day a few times. Level. It was an absolute 10, like absolute 10. She she had to pull my body weight up from those chairs. And even when I stood up, I couldn't stand up straight. Um, anyways, she prayed over me. She hit me on the head. That was me if you saw that Facebook post. <laughs> and, um, now, tell me again. Now, now, why did I do that? I don't know. You felt like you were supposed to. <laughs> you were mad at me. <laughs> no, she hit me on the head. And, um, <laughs> and I, she knocked me out. No, she, uh, the pain did decrease when she did that. She did it three times. And I, was, I really was blown away. I was crying a little bit. And she told me um, to do something in faith that I couldn't do. And I absolutely could not lay down and get up, especially by myself. So I laid down and I popped up. And it was like, there was no pain. And here's, here's the interesting thing. The pain did come back with a vengeance Monday, and it's been back and forth, but um, I just feel like it has to do with this word, like believing and standing in faith, standing on the word of God. And like yesterday, it was really bad again, and I wanted to help and play bass, you know, and I just was like, I can't, like I'm helpless, I can't do this. And the Lord was like, I want you to stand on my word. And since it came back with the vengeance Monday, every morning has been so bad. Like I have to I don't know how to turn. And this morning it was like zero pain again, you know? And I had a little bit of pain back there and she prayed again and it was completely gone. And I told Lori, I was like, I don't know if I believe it, even though it's gone. <laughs> and she was like, you've got to stand on the word, yeah. what the Lord's been telling me, so. Yeah. 
All right. All right. Love you. All right. So, um, so again, you know, I'm praying for her, and this is what Jesus did. When he prayed for people, now, you have Christ on the inside of you, so Jesus just came to show you the power of what you can walk in, right, as a, as a witness to what's available to you. So when I was praying for her, I kept praying and praying and praying, and she wasn't getting any better, so um, I saw myself hitting her in the head, which, you know, I, that's kind of weird, but anyway, I just did it, you know, so I hit her in the head, and she was like, what I don't know what I'm doing. How's your pain? Wow, it's actually better. Okay, let's do it again. So, uh, third time's a charm. Um, but the the point is, I saw that it landed on an unre- it landed on a repentant mind, and so my mind was fully saying, "I'm going with you." I'm going with you. There's no plan B. Guys, there's no plan B for you. Let's just get that straight. You have no plan B. There's one plan. It's his plan all the way forever to bring glory to God forever, right? All right. So uh, the renewed mind. There are three steps to a renewed mind. Number one, um, heal your thinking. So your poverty mindsets, which are pre-programmed, to think a certain way, um, and it's usually just past circumstances. The way things have gone, you think the way things have gone or the way things are going to go because your experience is dictating your future. I'm telling you, that is not right. And so that's a poverty mindset. You need to get healed of your thinking. Number two, you need to renew your mind with words so that you can remap your brain. As your thinking goes, so your heart goes. As your heart goes, so your words go. And your communication, so your future will go. Number three, you need to create new pathways of thought through meditating on the truth of God's word, both in the Bible and the prophetic, so that you can start to come to God conclusions. Okay, so what I do, I don't have it here with me, but we have a uh, storehouse. Can you look in my um, backpack and, and get that for me? We have a storehouse uh, a prayer journal, and, I, and, and this isn't uh, just... Uh, like an exercise. Oh, okay, that's good. We have our daily prayers. I mean, guys, you know, I'm not stupid. I know you guys don't do that, okay? Because I didn't do it. I was like, daily prayers, daily. You want me to fall? What? But I'm telling you, with all my heart, this works. We put the word of God in first person so that you are declaring this out loud over yourself. You are gonna get renewed by hearing the word and it's coming through your own voice. And so what happens is that it begins to remap your brain so that your brain believes the word of God. It believes the word of God. So when the circumstance comes, you will know counterfeit when you see it and that's why you'll be able to sleep through the storm. You will know what is God. When God is speaking, you will know that it's him because you have trained your mind by the word of God. 
Now, not just the word that is in this book, because I've taken a lot of scriptures out of this book, and I've put them here in our prayer book in first person, because these belong to you, and these are your promises from the Lord. But I also took a lot of prophetic words that God is speaking to this generation for this hour, for this season, for this year, and you're declaring those things over yourself and your family. And I'm telling you that as you, as you speak, so you go. The word will go before you and you will walk on the word that it, you are speaking, whether it's negative or positive. So I encourage you to go back and listen to uh, uh, steps one through four because a lot of this is covered in, in greater detail. But this morning as we close, I would like to uh, all of us to um, stand And I want to invite the Holy Spirit to search your heart and to show you if there are unrepentant areas in your mind and your life that need renewing. It could be regarding money. <clears throat> Any place where you feel like there's fear, that's an unrenewed mind. Any place where you're not really trusting the Lord. Any place in, in, that the Holy Spirit brings up where there's been a pattern of, of um, failure. Where you kind of start to get ahead, but then you fall back. And, or you get ahead and you can't quite make it. That right there is an unrenewed mind. Or if there's areas um, in your physical body. Um, that you can't seem to ever get clean of, clear of, healed of. That's an unrenewed mind. And so whatever the Lord is doing today, the answer is in the word of God. The answer is in the word. If it's your physical body, look up all of the promises in the word about health and begin to put your name there and begin to declare those things out over yourself. Because that's the truth. The truth is, is that there is no sickness and disease in heaven. And that you are going to rule and reign with Christ. And you will be perfectly healthy. And you will be in the original condition that God created your body to be in. If your mind is not working. Look in the Old Testament. Look at these guys that lived into their hundreds. I'm telling you, that is available for us. That, we would, that our minds would not fail us. But they, it would be perfect in every way. Begin to speak that. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. You begin to speak that out of yourself every day until your mind changes and you begin to believe it and you begin to walk in it. Same thing with your physical body. I'm telling you, if you have a, if you have a, a heart condition, if you have migraines, if you have things, the Lord may be putting things, his finger on things in your life that's saying you need to get rid of these things in the way that you eat, the way that you exercise, the way that you sleep in order for you to walk in this. You better listen to the Holy Spirit because again, he's trying to, to he's like, he's trying to fall on a renewed mind. He may say, give up those uh, 10 sodas that you drink every day. I don't know. Praise the Lord. So Father, I just thank you for showing us areas in our, in our mind that are not renewed, areas in our mind that need to be changed. 
And we ask you, Holy Spirit, that you would come and you would give us everything that we need for life and godliness, that we can walk with renewed minds. We can walk and bear fruit that is worthy of repentance. That we would be the most fruitful people. Father, I'm asking you for a hundredfold fruit from this company of people, God. That we would have fruit that is so big and beautiful and expansive, explosive. So, Father, today we confess with our mouth. I repent. Just repeat after me. I repent. Give me the strength to repent. Show me how to repent. Show me how to renew my mind. Just as Job said, I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you, and I repent in sackcloth and ashes. So I thank you, Father, for renewing my mind so I can live in your kingdom. In Jesus' name. If you've been inspired by this message, we invite you to partner with us by visiting storehousedallas.com forward slash give.